Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who would put that on a family eating table? Welcome to the Homer Kent Experiment. Episode 005, Playing Catch. How's your, how's your Sunday been? Uh, it's been a good one. Um, we had, we celebrated my daughter's birthday. I got to, uh, play catch, which I haven't done in a long time. Steve was probably the last person I played catch with many years ago. Um, so that (laughs) I remember, I remember you guys talking about like, you just go out with your, with your gloves and a baseball and play catch as adults. We were working like seriously. 18 hours a week or something and any chance we could get work done quick and hey where are you at where am i at? where's a park in between us and we just find a place and go just throw a baseball we always had a mitt with us it was like yeah. a sand lot Mine, minus seven people minus a dog minus a good <laughs> baseball player <laughs> so there is something to this idea that I think the way guys connect is through activity. So even if you guys were really just wanting to talk, the idea of throwing a ball back and forth helps. At least it helps. Oh my me. goodness. I, yeah. It, it was 100% that way. Like it, it was actually so natural to talk while we were, because I don't know what that is, but it's like, it's like there's something going on. You're throwing, you're, you're active and it's almost like it's an interruption to talk. And so the way things usually go when something is an interruption, it's like you want to do it more. Um, I I don't know if, if that's the reason, but you know, it's like it, it's like you're focused on doing something else. And so it's more natural to, to have these interruptions and things. And then you want to talk like it it just, everything's more natural about it. But um, yeah, I noticed that. And then when we were done, it was like back to normal where it's just like, uh, now, now what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I know, man. So I, I got these neighbors and I'm always thinking like, how can I, how can I talk to my neighbors? How can I get to know them? We should talk more. And so I'm always thinking of, um, Hey, we should have them over for dinner and talk with them or read a book with them. I, but it's like, first off, I'll mention, hey, you want to read a book together? And I can already tell they just don't want to have anything to do with him. Who is this guy that just asked me to read a book? With yeah, him? that's the real. That, that's kind of a crazy ask, Steve, to walk up to your neighbor and say, want to read a book together? <laughs> I don't know. But if someone asked me that, I'd be like, whoa, dude, that is cool. Unless I didn't like the person. Then I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. But I'm always thinking of how can I get to know him? How can I, you know, help him? know the lord if they don't know and the you know lord, what the answer we... to that is to sit quietly apart from each other reading a book <laughs> no 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 no. you read the book on your own one chapter at a time then we get together for 30 minutes a week and talk about it pray together okay okay book club mm-hmm. book club yeah yeah book you club, know what's crazy yeah. is that i think well i i don't even think it's it's pretty much been proven that everyone longs for that type of connection but it's like any attempt to make that connection is, I mean, if somebody attempts to make it with me or if I attempt to make it with someone else, it's there's, there's an immediate, like, yeah, like you're eh, weird. Eh, I don't know. You know, that's just so interesting that we all crave this thing that none of us 
really want in the way that it's usually presented to us maybe okay do you think that's american the like uh i gotta go check my calendar to see if i have any other cooler thing going on at the moment or do you think you know if you're in you know congo that they're oh man yeah i'm flattered you invited me for dinner or you want to talk or you want to to meet and pray yeah absolutely something tells me i bet there's some other cultures out there where they're where, where that's oh, yeah. considered i, an I think there's got to be definitely two parts to that like for one 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 thing it's it's definitely a human being thing that that we can all relate on but i think that also americans are probably at the lower end of uh being able to do that well and there are definitely some other cultures out there that that um, just, yeah, probably have a much greater time hanging out with friends and stuff like that than what we're really able to access on a regular basis. Yeah, I think this is kind of a new thing, though, Steve, this this like, let me let me check the maybe box on social media and just wait and see if anything better comes <laughs> up. I, I get the feeling that that's more recent and there was this, like, I know I joked about the book thing, but I would actually think that was really cool. If somebody asked me that, if it was the right person and the right kind of a book that wasn't awkward. Um, yeah. What would be the most awkward book to read together? <laughs> that's what I was just thinking. Of. <laughs> hey, you want to oh, read a book? Man. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, well, like what? Deepest, darkest secrets <laughs> of your sinful life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter one. <laughs> Back to the comedy thing, but there, you know how we were talking about how guys particularly, like if you're throwing a ball, the conversation can happen yeah. or if you're doing something. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's where I wanted uh, to go. I find to that so good. I'm glad you brought that up. Good. So I find the same thing can be true of like a car ride. Um, that's a great time because mm -hmm. there's something going on where you're not looking at each other. There's like an activity. Um there's actually, you know, I think a lot about creativity and how to be creative with my uh, design classes. And there's been studies showing that when you're doing something passive, like walking or taking a shower or driving or listening to a, a, a talk, your mind actually becomes more creative uh, because there's that like default thing happening with your body and it lets your mind play around with some things. Yeah. You guys. Find yeah, that? definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so what do I have to do? So in my business, I've got to connect with a lot of new people. And my thing is, can I either stop into your office or can I take you out to lunch? And then it goes all right, because I'm decent at conversation. Usually they're, they're people people as well, because we're all in sales. And so even if we're not that interesting, we make ourselves sound really interesting. But what can I do in that situation at lunch where you're eating but you're also sitting across the table, you and one other person. Yeah, and you're, I got and this, you're looking I got into their lunch eyes. <laughs> exactly. And they're looking into your eyes. And you don't even know each other that well. So it's like. It's a date. A sales date. Uh, yeah, well, maybe maybe no. this is the key right here. Get a, get a couple baseball gloves. Get a couple baseball gloves. Or, or you know what they used to do is go golfing. It's a, hey, let's go golfing. Yeah. Or so I'm, I'm a nerd. And. You ever played the game or heard of the game, the Ungame? I've heard of that. Yeah, no. I don't remember it, but yeah. Okay, it, they call it the Ungame because you just don't keep score. But it's something I think um, James Dobson came up with. It's just these cards with questions on them. And and honestly, I'm not even that wild about the questions, but I'll bust them out. You know, 
twice a year at dinner just to get the kids talking about something other than, um, you know, the lame stuff that comes to their mind a lot of times. And um, I should not pull the ungame cards out at my business lunch, though. No, that'd be kind of like the lame game. (laughs) What you do, what you do is you study the cards in their car beforehand and you remember the be- the three best questions. Yes, yes. Or I do the one where I hide them under my napkin. I'm just like, so, uh, hey, um, guys, if you're Susie and your sister throws the ball at you, I mean, what would you do? <laughs> what would be a good reaction to that? Huh? Um, yeah, so. What, what's, what's the thing you do that that has helped you connect with, you know, another guy the most, though? Um, throwing a baseball definitely uh see all the christian guys want to like go out for coffee or something and that can be fun but as an introvert i i don't look forward to it i enjoy it once i'm there but i don't look forward to it in the way that like um i would look forward to it if they said hey let's let's uh let's play some three on three oh yeah but okay now here's the flip side of that Josh, you, you and I have done like online board games. I shouldn't have just admitted that to the, to the universe, but we have done that. Um, not proud to say. And honestly, I feel horrible at conversation when we're doing something like that. That's right. Yeah, you are horrible at it. <laughs> and I think it's because my brain capacity is so caught up in the thing we're doing. Like when I'm playing basketball with people, yeah, maybe it's not about maybe talking. There's a, you're right. It, I, so there's a different level of connecting that happens when you're playing basketball with something. It's almost like at a deeper level, at like a brother, like it, it's less about information at that point. So I can sit there and talk to you across the table. We could even have a really good conversation and I can get just a lot of information about me into your brain and your information into my brain. But then if we had to like, dig a big hole together maybe we didn't talk about anything serious all day but we like bonded over the work there's some sort of bonding that happens over basketball yeah. or activity work. for us particularly um, i think for men yeah i think uh, i think what you're getting at steve is these are activities that are that require both sides of your brain that that are very difficult to have a conversation in i actually just heard recently there was I don't remember the artist, but there was there was some famous guitarist that um, I don't I don't know if he had a book or or did an interview or something that where he was talking about how he he played the bass and it's I guess something that is very difficult to sing along with the song if you play the bass guitar. Where yeah, I, you never see leads lead drummers be the singers. Right, right. It's very, very few, anyways. Yeah. Or the bassist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's what's uh, Phil Collins? I think he he did that a little bit. And Karen Carpenter, she played the drums, and those are the two I can think of. But it is very rare. Um, and so yeah, I guess I, I had never heard this, but the the bass or yeah, the bass guitar is also like that. And so that was something that this particular artist wanted to figure out, wanted to master. So he, so it's kind of like that idea of, you know, uh, rubbing your stomach and fat in your head. It's just two things, two things that are really hard to do together. So, yeah, I think finding that, 
right activity where you're not having to fight the other side of the brain you're just engaging one side is probably the key there or it's something that you've just done enough to where you can kind of do it automatically and then it allows you to think at the same time so like if you were playing a a game like checkers right there's not or or something else where you just know it really well then i think you can just talk while you do it yeah yeah. But I, but you're right, Steve. It's not about like, oh, let me let me talk to this guy while we play basketball. It's like, let me experience something where we're working hard together and hopefully we're on the same team or we're joking around if we're not on the same team. And then later, yep. the conversation over coffee is easier for me because I've been through this thing with them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's less about information than it is about a shared goal because even if they're not on your team, the goal is to have fun playing basketball. The goal, and you're both wanting to play by the rules and try hard and sweat together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of how our friendship always was. We, we enjoy talking like, well, that's what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. But when we were around each other, we were just doing stuff and talking while we did it. Yeah, constantly doing yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I wanted to go back to the um, the whole baseball you know just playing a game of catch because for me uh, I just wanted to know if there was anything like that for you guys where for me this is it's it's kind of sad because it's something that uh, I associate I have so many good memories that I associate with it and I it's one of the few things that I would just say like man I love doing this I love finding someone that just they don't want to do anything other than just toss a ball back and forth for like a long time like i'm not interested in then turning it into a baseball game or anything like that it's like just the simplicity of it i love it and even if i go like 10 or 15 years between the last time i did it it's still it's like it's like something in the back of my mind that i always want to get back to that like man someday i hope i find somebody who at the right moment we can just pick up a glove and throw a ball back and forth and um, I don't know. Do you guys do you guys have any of those that come to mind? Any of those things? Well, I'm with you on the throwing something back and forth. I don't know what it is about that, but I started it with my dad when I was a little kid. I do it with my kids now. If I still if I'm still around my dad, I start tossing him something. Um, you know, I got on like an adult softball league and even warming up before the game was just fun. Cause yeah, I don't know what that is, but there's something about throwing something. Uh, I I always wish someone would call me up and say, Hey, we have a three on three pickup game and we only have five Steve or let's, Hey, we got a doubles tennis match, Steve. And we only got three. I mean, if that happens almost any time of the day, I can make room to fit it in. Yeah. It just doesn't happen anymore. So would you say you're a pretty spontaneous person? Like, like, is that part of, that's part of it for you that just the spontaneity of like, I wasn't expecting this call and now I'm like jumping into this uh, activity. That's fun. No, I don't think it has to do with spontaneity. The reason I enjoy it, I enjoy it just because all my childhood was playing pickup basketball or playing tennis. And the thing is when you, when you're a kid, at least, at least for me and my kids, when, when you're into something, you are so head over heels into it. It's not like, oh yeah, I'm dabbling in a little tennis. It's like, hey, it's spring break. Me and my five best buddies 
go out and play tennis from 10 in the morning till like it's it's dark outside and then hopefully the lights come on so we can still play haven't haven't even eaten lunch i mean it's like we were so into it yeah so so now that my life doesn't have nearly as much of that i'm like man just let me get a little bit of this somewhere in here i mean any any Mm -hmm. sport like that i mean you guys know in college i mean we you could write a book on all the different weird little competitions we had well, that's, I mean, that was one of my favorite things about college is you're surrounded by thousands of other people your own age with a lot of free time who, who like to do things like that. Yeah. Only cost us $80,000 <laughs> too. <laughs> I mean, I've mentioned this to you guys, or at least to Steve before that, like every now and then I'll start to daydream about how could I start a neighborhood and then invite my Christian yeah. friends to like live in houses around. Oh us yeah. And have our, yeah, definitely. And have our kids all grow up together doing that kind of stuff. I think about stuff like that too. Oh man, the world would be a better place. It really would be a better place, but I think getting your wives on board, that's the, <laughs> that's the, that's you the guys, oh, I think our wives would love it. It's just a matter of, could we all, uh, could we all pay for it, have a job? And would our families like be close? Cause I think our wives all want to be in our families too. Right. Right. You'd have to, I mean, the wives could always just move out. You could have a separate apartment for your wives. <laughs> you definitely have to have the right setup. I, w- I wouldn't want it to be like an apartment building or a dorm. Like we were, I'd want us to each have our own yards and stuff. And you would have to be really careful about how you chose it because it could go South real quick. Oh, yeah. Things could get like, um certain people just wouldn't click right right and then how do you and then how do you who's the who's the master planner there oh never mind maybe this idea isn't right (laughs) no 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 so so here's the thing in so in other countries i mean this is i think this is more common in in our history i think it was a lot more common like my dad so his grandpa owned the house and they lived upstairs and then my dad's dad lived downstairs. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was a kid running around. Well, when my dad's dad, my grandpa became like the big alpha in the house, he moved upstairs and my dad. So you got three, four generations living in this one house. And do you, do you automatically click with your brother and sister and aunt and uncle? No, but I think that's the thing. So you get a whole bunch of people having living together. And once you can work through that, like, hey, you're weird. And if you were not living in the same house with me, I would not be your friend. It's almost like you, you get that bond. Yeah. You know, that, that close family bond. It's the, the example I use with people sometimes is like, you want to get to know someone well. You want to like get past all the pleasantries and th- that sometimes you can go for years and not get past oh, that yeah. stuff and not, and not really connect with someone. I say, invite them over to your house and leave the dirty laundry on the floor. Like leave dirty, dirty laundry on the floor, dirty stuff out. Uh, Not proverbially like uh, actual, you know, just make it a mess and be like, yeah, this is, this is our life. I mean, just show them the ugly. And, and then, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know the science behind that, but I, I, I really think that that, um, yeah, that gets you there. A lot well, there, there's a there's a fine line there, too, or I don't know how fine it is, but there's a line there. Um, so I think what it is, would it would you say it would, would you say it was fine? Uh, that works. That works. Yeah. OK. All right. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I think what it does 
uh, as far as the science behind it, you were talking about, I don't, I, I'm not saying that this is all of it, but I think definitely part of it is that um, people feel more relaxed, more comfortable when they see that, you know, somebody that they looked up to or, or think, especially if they're going to visit somebody that they think is perfect and, you know, oh, their house is always in order and it's like a museum and, you know, I don't want to touch anything. I might break something. I might leave a smudge somewhere. If they walk in there and it's just a little bit normal looking like, oh, they actually live here. Then I think that yeah. immediately. <laughs> they yeah. eat off that. Day. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it immediately um, just uh, lets some of that evaporate and, and they can relax. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Man. Um, but I got to take a little sidebar here because I, our kitchen table, this is just frustrating. It's a Joanna Gaines, like Magnolia kitchen table. Sweet one. I look, looks cool. But the thing is, it's got these little ridges in it. Oh. They go down maybe like two or three millimeters. Crumb catchers. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Who would put that on a family eating table? Who yeah. would do well, that? Well, you got to save some so of that barbecue run. sauce. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Makes no sense. I'm always like digging in there trying to get out Silas's chips and and the crumbs and the barbecue sauce. As uh okay, keep going. Josh, what were you gonna say? I was just like Kidron said there's a fine line. And I think what he's getting at is I agree, you want to make them feel like you're a real human. Uh you you want them to see and be part of your life, but there's also this part of me that if I walk into a home that's too dirty, I'm like, oh, you didn't care. Right, right. Uh, that's what I was getting you, at. you weren't you're not you're not being hospitable in the way that you would actually kind of tidy you you know you would make sure you're giving them clean dishes and that kind of thing right yeah like if you invite them over for dinner don't let them get there and say hey so what do you guys want pbj is good for you right <laughs> right right yeah yeah so okay so one one other thing I'm thinking that along this line of kind of presenting yourself as almost just humbling yourself in the relationship so that they feel like I don't better about themselves. I, I don't understand the science to it, You're but right. is, is asking for help. Yes. So we got this, we got this new neighbor um, that moved in and I don't know, I'm always just thinking about them. I'm like praying for them. I'm like, man, I, I want them to know the Lord. I want to get to know them. And they got kids. So their kids are always overplaying and everything. But um, I, I just knew he was the type of guy that knew about like how to fix stuff, um, which I'm not. And so I brought him over this thing because my tractor was like uh, dying on me. It died on me like 12 times mowing the yard. So frustrating. And he heard it. He's over there probably laughing at me. And I go over there. I'm like, hey, uh, this electrical thing, shouldn't this fix my battery? And he's like, yeah, but I don't think it's the battery. And and I, I he's telling me, yeah, put premium gas in the in the tank and that should fix your problem probably and then later on he comes over he initiates at that point and says hey i wanted to test your battery you know just it can't hurt i got this battery tester thing so i thought that was cool that he then came over mm -hmm. um and i i don't know if he would have done that if i hadn't um no you know, he wouldn't have and, right. yeah it, well yeah obviously he wouldn't have because he wouldn't have known about my problem but i think you guys know what i mean and then he came over today about like hey mowing the neighbor's yard and stuff so i think just that you're onto something here steve i have my students yeah. read a chapter in a book about anxiety and meaningful relationships and one of the things that uh research has shown that makes a, a relationship meaningful to both parties is that 
they both need each other in some way, right? So you've all been a part of like a uh, one-sided relationship where you feel like you're constantly giving or you're constantly taking. Mm -hmm. But if both parties uh, feel useful yeah, to the other person. This one. So if both parties feel useful, then it, it can really develop a nice relationship. Okay, that was important, but is that not nobody? Nothing. Didn't didn't get any laughs, nothing. Are you the giver? Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, texts and emails, I, I don't get... I feel like the whole world is in on a secret, and I'm not in on it. I hate being the last one. So I, I, I do a funny text, or I think it's funny, and then nobody responds. Yeah, you're the first person so, I've had that's like, hey, guys, did you laugh at that? <laughs> Be, because you won't laugh and i'm like no we on, laugh something i i think the difference is you just need to know you were funny and that we laughed about exactly exactly and not like i i don't know why i always assume the worst about myself <laughs> i'm think oh he's rolling his eyes right now i'm sure because he didn't respond that that was funny so there's this uh, other business associate that i connected with last week and um just met her dropped off some chocolates off at her office. We had a good talk, about 10 minutes, talk about her husband, different things. And then I emailed her a follow-up because she sent me a referral like the next day. It was fantastic. It's like what you hope for if you're in sales. You meet someone, then the next day they send you a referral. And I sent her an email. Thanks for sending me that referral. I really appreciated that. Um, it was great getting to know you the other day. Done. She sends an email back. Oh yeah, wonderful. I really hope he picks you. And thanks for the chocolates. They were delicious. So I gave her this big tub of chocolates. There were probably like 40 chocolates in there. And she goes, thanks for the chocolates. They were delicious. Now, I know what she means. She had three or four and liked the taste of them. But what it sounds like is she ate the yeah, whole box 40 of chocolates in yeah. two days. So I respond back in all caps. You ate the <laughs> whole tub with like 50 exclamation points. Yeah. Haven't heard anything. You know what? She, and I don't know if I'll ever receive a referral again. She but. may have eaten the whole tub and you offended her. <laughs> do, you, do you know how I much would've. funnier I would be in my marriage if I didn't remind my wife every time I made a joke? Did, did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, you're, we're bonding here, Kidron, because knowing that you struggle with that too, I've always felt like I'm the only one. I'm constantly checking oh, with people. Yeah. Anybody, please laugh. Oh, come on. Someone. This is what every good quality humor. This is what everybody does with likes now, right? They go back and check their posts 27 times to see if it got any more likes or attentions or ha ha's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. Yeah, but nobody knows they're checking it 20 times. But here's the thing, guys. Everybody knows when I'm asking. But Steve, here's the thing it, it totally kills the humor. If you have to ask, it's like when you're, it's like when you're doing, it's like exactly what Kidron was just saying. If you're talking to somebody and you're making a joke, the funniest people just try to joke back and one up you. They don't, they don't like, I don't know. Yeah. They don't stop and say, wait, did you think that was funny? Right. Yeah. Okay. So should I give it up all together? Yeah. You got to give it up and just, uh. just, just assume that you are funny because we both Kidron and I both agree. <laughs> I think, I don't know about Kidron that Steve Berlin is a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I go to a third party? Okay, so someone who heard the joke, but the joke wasn't directed at anybody. Like, hey, what do you think of that joke I just told Sue over there? Is that? <laughs> do you think it's a little bit like a- Against the rules? 
I don't know. I think there's a little bit of like a, a little brother syndrome there, Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there is. There is. That's what um, it is. That's have what you... it is. Okay. Okay. Thank you for educating me, guys. I need to grow in this area. <laughs> the, and we're bonding. But you're one of the funniest people I know. So don't even worry about it. Just make the joke and then assume everybody thinks you're hilarious. Oh, that, <laughs> that one's gone wrong too many times <laughs> uh, for me to count to. <laughs> How do you connect with others? Send your thoughts and questions to homokentexperiment at gmail.com. Good day.